Welcome to the craft life. In every episode, we'll dive deep into the rabbit hole of all things branding and marketing within the craft beer industry. Be prepared to be injected with tips, processes, and ideologies from those in the industry that are executing in a unique and creative fashion. If you're looking for ways to cut through all that noise and find or redefine your craft by creating long-lasting impressions, memorable experiences, all while having consistency in your attitude, belief, and values, then a craft life is a good fit for your life. Let's get crafting. Welcome, everyone, to episode 11 of The Craft Life. I'm over here at my second home away from home, orchestrated mine. And today I get to interview my brother from another mother, my homie, Davey. Oh, wow. What an introduction. Thank you so much, Sam. We love having you here. So humbled that you would even think that this is your second home. I would ask the wife, you know, uh, anytime you get in trouble, uh, you can sleep on our couch. Oh. <laughs> love it. So Davey is a co-founder of Orchestrated Minds. Him and his wife, Jamie, have truly put together a place that, you know, really words can't truly articulate how dope this place is. So you got to come out and check out the vibe for yourself. On today's episode, it's going to be a bit different from any episode we've done thus far. Normally, I rap about marketing, branding topics, but today, changing it up a bit. You ready for this? Absolutely. <laughs> Always ready. Uh, so today, we're going to really get into the hustle, the grit, the mindset uh, that basically what you do to go after the dreams and to make that thing an actual reality. So when you hear the word hustle out loud, what comes into your mind? So for y'all listening, go ahead and think about that. A lot of people use the word in different ways. And to be honest, it's a perception thing, right? Everybody thinks about hustle in a different manner, different way, different thought process on how you view it. Um, for the context of this discussion, the word hustle is to do whatever it takes to get to the goal that you want. Right. But once you get there, the hustle isn't done then. Right. It becomes a grind. Right. That daily grind of waking up. You know, even if your bones hurt, even if you work 20 hours a night before is getting up and making sure that that goal is still intact. And you got to constantly do that day out and day in. Right. Even if you don't want to, even if it's a holiday, even if it's it's raining outside, you can't stop. Right. What do you think about that? Well, I mean, I, I think I couldn't agree more, you know, especially when I look back on like my previous life before Bruin. I mean, when I think about Bruin, I literally got into this because how much I loved it. So I'm, I think I'm in a very unique and and um, and a little bit of a different stance because I'm never tired or not looking forward to coming into work. Um, making beer has uh, changed uh, my, my stress levels. It's changed my expectation of my own life. Um, and it's just something that I thoroughly love. So, yes, it is a lot of hard work and, and, and we do hustle a lot um, and we do work extremely long hours, et cetera. Um, but, but I never, thankfully, you know, it, it never is like a burden on me. So I'm never uh, thinking in my own mind, like, oh, you know, I don't want to do this today. I mean, look, there's always times when you don't want to clean or mm -hmm. you don't want to rack 47 beers or something like that, but it's never to the point of like, I am in a bad mood because I have to do it. Or I am laying in the bed for 10 or like saying, oh, I need 10 more minutes or five more minutes. Let me hit that snooze button. It's quite the contrary for us here. I hope all of us and the whole team feels like that. 
that uh, we love what we do. We create a really fun environment of working. So we look forward to coming in every day and creating really dope uh, beers and really dope uh, like labels and marketing for, for all of our followers and supporters of our craft. Man, and when we say that, you know, like when you achieve a bit of success and success is, uh, you know, way differently, you just can't stop that, you know, just because, you know, you create this good beer, beer is going to kick out. Right. So you got to You got to continue to sharpen that knife, continue to sharpen that arrow day in, day out. So the best person that I know to talk about this is my man, Davey. And uh, I self-proclaim you the Gary V of the brewing <laughs> world. No Thank doubt, you. man, because the energy that you bring in here, man. Um, and I'm not just spitting these words because of the beer and everything like that. The energy <laughs> you come in here. Dude, I seen you here smiling all day um when i brewed you last time man you just you know you keep that energy up you're working on your feet all day i worked with you my feet the <laughs> next day i was done it felt like I, was, I was in the gym the whole day so you know to come in here how many days you brew we currently brew anywhere from three to five times a week so three to five days a week plus you you're and then we're open three days a week that myself marcos and jamie are usually rotating bar shifts as well so we're here six days a week at least with probably 60% of that time brewing and 40% of that dealing with customers. And some days, those days, sometimes those days, uh, they overlap. I, I'm sure customers will tell you they, they've been in here and they smell that work. They smell that mash. Smell we're running right to the, but you smell it right now. Yeah. We're brewing right now. We're, <laughs> we're opening here in an hour or so. So, you know, I think that the customers really love that about us and, and we really love giving them that experience. You know, so many times you, you go into a brewery and it just smells sanitized and bleached. <laughs> Usually when you come up in here, it either smells like a dog or it smells like a brew. And, uh, and we like it like that. You know, we, we really like to give customers that, you know, kind of full, uh, enriched experience, whether it's us smiling and talking to them in the front run into the back to check on a Vorloff or a runoff. You know, customers really like to see that. Um, I think nowadays you're seeing less and less brewers, uh, owner brewers, especially with uh, doing front of house service as well. Mm. So it's one of those things that That's we so really true. we really enjoy. You know, we, it, it adds a, a level of character to uh, to what we do here at Orchestrated Minds. Nice. So Davey started Orchestrated Mind with a dream in mind, and he did everything in his reality to make that dream come true, man. And Thank you for allowing me to come kick it with you again, bro. Absolutely. Really appreciate that. So real quick, to add a little bit of context, and let's do a quick, I'm going to time you here, 60-second elevator pitch of what you were doing before owning this place. Okay, so my background is uh, software engineering. I worked in video games and medical device primarily, um, mostly big time like Fortune 500 companies. Uh, really great provide a really great lifestyle, but it just wasn't very fulfilling to me, especially once I got out of video games and moved to South Florida and started getting into medical device. Um, my background is doing everything from testing to developing and working with uh, shareholders to ensure that their vision is what we put into the product. Mm, so you a smart dude, man. Eh, you know, my dad's a PhD. I think, you know, the apple doesn't far too fall from the tree. Um, I, smart, I think, is, is always uh, it can be antiquated many things. I just like to think that I'm quick on my feet and I'm available to pivot at, at any given at any given time with very short notice and, and try to be as successful. And I'm driven to be uh, ultra successful just just by nature. I love it, man. I love it. So before we get into it, man, I want to I posted a, a quote yesterday and I just want to go ahead and open up this podcast with this quote. This person told me Abraham Lincoln said it. I'm not sure if Abraham <laughs> Lincoln's that raw to say what he's what I'm about to say. <laughs> he but, probably was. <laughs> but listen to this. Things may come to those who wait, but only the things left by those who hustle. And we'll say one more time, right? 
Things may come to those who wait, but only the things left by those who hustle. What does that mean to you, bro? Well, I mean, for me, you know, and I have a lot of friends, uh, not just in this industry, outside of this industry, who work their tails off. But uh, maybe a lot of things fall in their lap. And I think that what that says to me is that you can wait for great things to happen or you can continue to bust your ass every day and make those visions come a reality. And I'm on that latter end of that. Like I uh, definitely wasn't born with a silver spoon in my mouth. You know, we had no backers or financial uh, investments uh, for our brewery. And so everything from creating our business plan to, to writing the monthly check for the trash is, is, is on Davey Martin's shoulders. Um, I think that a lot of breweries are much larger than us and they have bigger teams that handle some of those things. I go out there and I bust my ass every single day to put forward the best product that I can put forward to our customers and our supporters to keep them engaged. Um, I don't wait for really anything. I go out there and uh, and I make it happen. A friend of mine, Corey Artanis, told me a couple years ago, he said, uh, empty mouths don't get fed. And so I think a lot of the times, you know, you have to believe in yourself and trust your vision. And every now and then you got to send out a message or go and meet somebody and shake their hand and just keep it 100 with them and and ask them, you know, what their goals are. Or do they want to work with you, et cetera? Um, you know, you, you, you surround yourself with like minded people um, who are diverse and complex and, and it'll help make yourself successful. Some deep stuff right there, man. Thank for you. sure, for sure. That's just, that's just the facts, though. I mean, this isn't BS. You know, I'm not blowing smoke up your butt. I mean, this is how I live my life every single day. Oh, I sure. want to be number one, and I'm willing to work as hard as that takes without cutting corners to make that happen. Absolutely, man. So uh, let's get into these questions, man. Tell me that feeling that has you coming in here every day with a smile, you know, despite working 12 to 15 hours, brewing all morning, and then working your tap room at night. Uh, what drives you? Well, besides my wife, you know, making my wife smile makes me work extremely hard. You know, um, I mean, besides that, I mean, I could go on for hours about her, how wonderful she is. But, you know, when we met 12 years ago, we laid out sort of our life goals. And at the time, at 22, 23, my life goals are different than they were today. But we had a very clear understanding of the expectations that we expected of ourselves. Um, so whether I was getting a paycheck from a corporate job that was amazing or whether I was going out and creating my own business, I knew that I wanted to make sure I gave my all 110 percent every single day. So that when I came home, I had a good conscience and a clear conscience saying that, you know, I did everything I could to, to fulfill my promise to my beautiful wife, as well as to fulfill the promises to myself. Um, when I think about, uh, you know, what makes me smile, I mean, you know, bro, like. I get to create beer and people come in here and they crush it on the taps. Mm -hmm. It is the most rewarding feeling ever when someone sits down and they say, oh, my God, this is amazing. Or, oh, this is one of the best beers I ever had. Or, oh, my God, you're playing this song from Master P in the 90s. I can't believe this playlist. Like it's little things like that. It's, it's they continue to tick the box for me and they just make me so elated and so happy. I'm, I'm by nature. I'm a pretty happy guy. I'm a very I'm a very driven guy, so I understand like when it's time to work, it's time to work. And I think Marcos and Jamie will both tell you that I'm not always the most easiest to get along with. But I like to think that I'm a very fair and equal boss. And any expectation I put on anyone else, I have even higher expectations on myself. And I really try to lead by example with that. And that makes people follow you usually. And 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 they, they can feel off of that. They can vibe off of that. And that just makes you smile like incredibly like. You know, I, I had a great job. I had a wonderful career. It would have given me a really great life. But but being able to open up my own business completely by myself with my wife, it 
it is just unbelievably rewarding. It, it, uh, I'm my own boss now. No one tells me that they have an expectation that they won by Friday except myself. If I, if I fail, I let myself down. I let my wife down. I let Marcos down. Now there's a whole team of people that depend on me that aren't already millionaires that just want another Lamborghini. Now I'm trying to work for my own Lamborghini. Fire for sure, man. And just to piggyback off what you said, um, creating different styles of beer, you know, like you just started this hustle. So like there's a lot of knowledge that goes into learning different styles of beers. Um, how do you just knock them out the park every time you try something new? Well, I mean, look, first of all, I'm very humbled that, that you would even make that statement to say that we knock it out the park like that. We have a very constant uh, iteration process that we slowly change things that aren't working. We try to document everything and backtrack. You know, Malcolm Gladwell said it best that it takes like thousands of hours to make you like kind of a pro at something. And I'm a very big firm believer in that. When I look back on my tech life, I went into work knowing exactly what was expected of me and was never challenged. Even if it was a new spike of technology or something, it was something in my wheelhouse. There are so many variables to brewing. There are so many different palettes that you have to kind of satiate to be successful in this industry that we, you know, we opened up with what, three or four beers. I think that we were doing like on the regular and we've expanded that out now to hell. We probably do 20 or 30 different uh, variations and styles. Um, so it, it, it's a brewing was the only the only job I've ever had in my life besides farming with my dad, where every single day you go in and you are emotionally, mentally and physically challenged to be better than you were yesterday. And um, that's really what I take from it. Like for me, that's why I'm so like stoked. And I I, I love for constant tweaks and, and creation. Um, this allows us to do pretty much whatever we want. I name the beer whatever I want. I use whatever ingredients that I want. Obviously, we take feedback from our customers. We take feedback from, you know, things like uh, Beer Advocate or Untapped or, or just uh, social conversations or what the new trends are. You know, you're constantly looking for new trends, but you also want to be respectful of the traditional stuff and put your own spin on it. The thing about beer is it just really is a blank slate and it, it, we're, we're artisan crafts. So it's like this. I can really do whatever I want and people can either, you know, bash you for not being super traditional about it or they can really love your play on it. And I think you're always going to have a little bit of both. But we just try to continue to stay true to ourselves and, and our vision while respecting traditions as well as being like forward thinking with with stuff that is new. Sure, sure. Whether it's a I mean, milkshake IPA, nobody was doing that in the seventies, you know. And it's not, not something I'm super crazy about, but yeah. it's also something that I would be ignorant and would not be self. Uh, it would not be uh, beneficial to me for growth if I didn't at least try to do it. Let's say I do it, knock it out the park, great. Let's say we do it and it's not so great. Now we need to tweak something. Again, maybe it's not my favorite, but I know people love that. So we need to be continuously making that product better, just like every product, whether it's a pilsner or a stout. For sure. So you talked about um, in that first little segment of uh, you talked about the word failure. What does the word failure mean to you? I mean, failure to me really is like non-existent. I mean, it just as a human being, I'm a big gym rat, played tons of sports. You know, I worked, like I said, multiple fi Fortune 500 companies uh, growing up on a farm and 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 just, you know, seeing, uh, you know, obviously, you know, you plant a, a crop of, of, of plants and some die and, and some survive. You know, failure to me is just like I said, it, that would be like adversity allowing me to stop what I'm believing and dreaming. And so failure to me is really non-existent. I would say there is more for me. I look at it as there are obstacles and there are issues that we have to overcome. Um, uh, allowing failure into my psyche is just not 
it's first of all, it's not beneficial for our company. It's not beneficial for our employees. If someone comes in and sees my shoulders are shrugged because I'm let down about something, that energy is going to rub off on them. So again, Absolutely. for me, failure is 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 a is a falsehood. It's not a it's not a really a a, a word I want in my lexicon. I would just say that that's just not something that really exists in orchestrated minds. It's just obstacles. Um, when when we screw up or we hear, uh, you know, via untapped that, that something was wrong with a beer, we have to go back and we take an introspective look at ourselves. We look at our processes and we look at how we can fix that problem and make it better. I wouldn't really consider that a failure, and I just really wouldn't consider anything that we do here um, in general. Failure just is is a word that we don't really allow in this house. Nice, nice. So if you had to pass on your number one recipe for success, what would that be? Hard work over everything. Love that. Love that. I mean, look, and it has to be like a one B to that, right? So you figure one uh, one A would be hard work and one B is going to be like listening to your your base, like listening to your supporters, listening to your fans of your beer. Um you know, you're always going to have people to come in and rate you a five star because they love you. And you're always going to have people to come in and get you a two star because they think they can make better beer than you, even though they have like a tech job. You know, you, you have to be able to find the middle ground of that and and be able to work with it. You know, you're never going to make everybody happy. And trying to do that is is fairly impossible. Now, keeping a good attitude and, and being able to deal with people the right way is a skill set also. But but yeah, I mean, you know, you just have to uh, you just have to kind of keep it going and. And uh, and just keep mixing it up. Yeah, with all that, um, creating new beers, um, you know, just trying to grow, um, grow this organization. Um, does fear inspire you or does it cripple you? Again, I mean, fear and failure, I think, that you know, they kind of go hand in hand. Look, I'm driven by fear, right? The unknown. You know, my, my wife and I, both of us, before we met, we moved with no friends, no family to Arizona for college. Then, you know, when we moved for her to go to law school, we moved with no family, no friends to Miami. Um, I think that very many people are too scared of that. You know, too many people that are in my hometown of Halifax, Virginia, that will live and die there, that will never even leave there for vacation, but much less leave there for an education or to create their own life. Uh, there's many reasons for that family and everything. And this is in no way a, a knock on that. We need people to stay in our hometowns, et cetera, to make our hometown still be successful. But I was always just very driven to to go out and kind of live my life and and the diversity that I was seeing where I grew up just was non-existent. So fear to me, it's kind of a laughable term. If, if you fear should make you feel alive, fear should give you goosebumps. It should make your stomach, your stomach turn and, and give you those butterflies like, oh, my God, is this going to work? Like you have to friggin try. You know what I mean? Like if, if, if every day I just woke up and just continued to go to my office job, like I said, my life would have been great. But I would have been like fairly miserable. Like I, I couldn't stand the people that I worked with. I couldn't stand my bosses. No offense to you guys. I love you guys. But yeah, it's like, you know, it's, it's like they, they didn't understand like my mindset. They didn't understand like what I expected out of life. They thought that giving us a 401k in healthcare was supposed to satiate uh, my, uh, I guess, entrepreneur like mindship, you know, and and they were going to just kind of hold their thumb over me. And you were always going to be capped out at this, this, this. And you know, I, I've never, I've never really understood that. I understand that people need that, especially coming straight out of college. It's just that's not how I'm wired, and that's not how I'm geared. Oh, awesome, man! Um, so let's go back into you know the whole thing of you. You're a new brewery in the area, right? Yes. All right. How many years have you had prior to starting this place of commercial brewing? 
Oh, zero. Um, I, I was a home brewer for about four or five years. I reached out to everyone in the industry. I won't name names, but I sent my resume to everybody uh, saying I would work for free. I would work for minimum wage. No one really wanted to give me an opportunity. Um, and by the same token, most of the people that I talk to, they kind of take you as a joke when you say you're going to open up your own place. They don't take you serious. Most of these pro brewers, uh, they've heard that story a million times, whether they're owner brewers or whether they're just brewers at a big conglomerate. They've heard that story a million times. I'm just not the type of guy to blow smoke up your ass. You know, if I say I'm going to do something, Sam, I'm going to do it. So with all that being said, how do you find the motivation to rise above all the odds, all the negativity and just keep on the grind, man? And listen, you're producing. So it's not like, <laughs> you know, you're out here just fumbling around. You're actually producing and untapped don't lie. So, <laughs> well, I mean, you know, we're, we're very humbled, right? We're number one right now on untapped in South Florida. We're number four in the state. Untapped um, don't lie. We have we have much higher aspirations than that. But we the, want to be number one. But the crazy thing is, prior to this, you have zero commercial brewing. You have oh, zero. Four, four years of home um, brewing at yep. home. Have you worked or worked inside a brewery before this? I had never worked inside a brewery. I had never, I had never racked a beer from a unitank into a uh, keg, into a Sankey keg. Mm-hmm. I remember the first time I did it, I didn't even know that you had to take the little ball out of the uh, the, the the Sankey coupler. I had to call my friend Mike Demetrius over at Gulfstream because I was super flustered. We're about to open. And I can't reckon any of my goddamn beer. Yeah, so, Mike, yo, big shout out to Mike. Mike <laughs> helped me so, so much, you know, and his patience with me, too, you know, from from letting us carve up over there to everything. You know, I didn't I didn't understand a lot of the processes. I just knew that the time was right. The building was right. The lease terms were right. And. The, the, you know, I mean, look, you got to think this pre COVID too, right? So yeah, the world sure. was kind of your oyster, right? My, my wife was ultra supportive of this idea. You know, we thought we had it all figured out. Obviously, we learned many, many, many valuable lessons in the last year. But, but, uh, but there was a million things I didn't know. But I knew that if I didn't take that chance, Sam, if I didn't bet on myself mm. and, and my level of competence and, and my, my level of, of willingness to work hard, that it was never going to happen. And ultimately, I mean, look, bro, we're 16 months in and, and you're seeing the numbers and you're seeing that, you know, people are talking about us and you're here interviewing us. And we've been in that, numerous magazines now, like people know we're coming. For and sure. uh, and I'll tell you, there's a lot of people that didn't have not, have not been supportive of this movement. They, they were not supportive before. They're not supportive now. And uh, it motivates me. It motivates me more than than I can ever explain. And that's the athlete in me. Yeah. Um, I love to be doubted. Nothing makes me happier than people thinking that I'm not going to do exactly what i said and some so for everyone who is listening if you have a dream man just go ahead and act upon it don't be scared um use everything davy said as motivation to go ahead and pull the button because if you never did this you know this place would never exist and i couldn't imagine my life without orchestrated minds i know marcos is over here working i hope marcos couldn't imagine his life without orchestrated minds um, you know, I get chill bumps, man. Literally, like, look at my arms right now. Look, I'm serious. I, I get so passionate about this because I'm gonna tell you, to a man, to a woman, whatever. If you believe in yourself, there truly is nothing that, that you can't do. And I know that people are gonna say, "Oh, it's a cliche." You know, you happy going into your job, punching a clock every day. You know, uh, I wasn't, and and I and I bet on myself. And look, this could all fall apart tomorrow. You know, maybe maybe we're maybe we you know something horrible. Who knows what could happen? You know, tomorrow. But I can tell you that today we're trying to be better than we were yesterday, and that's been our progress, and that's been our mental ever since we came here. You know, I was very clear with Marcos and Jamie of my expectations of them, but I also try to give them the space to grow and take over as well. I want them to be bosses. You know, I want them to to 
I know they want it as bad as me too, but I want them to be able to do everything I can do. I just want to make sure that I can do everything they can do. <laughs> I hear you on that. So um, what does it take to stay relevant in the craft beer industry pertaining to your work ethic and drive? Oh man, that's, that's a, that's a, that's a tough question. I think that you, you have a couple of different things, right? Like you want to open up a huge brewery and just go into distro. That's a different tier than us. Mm-hmm. You want to, uh, you want to make traditional, like just traditional beers, like maybe like say Sans or, uh, or even like funky stuff. You know, that's a different tier. Uh, we, we grew up in sort of the beer scene of like the Vale and other half and Trillium and Treehouse where every single week, People were putting out multiple new varieties of beer, multiple new varieties of maybe or no, multiple new styles of beer. And that was something that we really harnessed here at, at Orchestrated. And again, we're, we're small, right? We're the smallest brewery, one, maybe the smallest in the whole state. I don't know. But I know we're very small. Um, now, we have a ton of fermenters and we move a lot of weight, <laughs> but but we're very we're very small from a brew house standpoint. And I think that also makes people not take us as serious. Um, I think that has changed over the past few months, especially doing big collaborations with our friends down at Dania Beach. And and uh, we've been flying around. We have some things under wraps that are going to drop in barrel aged beer that we can't talk about. But yeah, but in boy. other places, you know, with big name guys mm-hmm. and uh, and it, it does kind of suck. You know, some of our own like uh, like friends, like locally, maybe haven't like reached out to us because we think we're trendsetters. We really do. We, we, yeah, we take a lot of pride in that, absolutely. you know, um, but we're trying to make our own lane, make our own path. So when we say how do we stay relevant? We just keep dropping straight fucking fire. You know what I mean? And like, not just that. I mean, like, I don't want that to be taken the wrong way. I mean, but that's that's how we feel about it. Right. We want to make really dope stouts. We want to make like forward thinking IPAs. We love making saisons. We we love making pilsners. Like we love making beer. And so we just try to make it and and produce it and give it really funky, fun names. People come in, they get the vibe that we're kind of like more of like that 90s kind of grungy hip hop, that New York hip hop mm-hmm. vibe. So, you know, you'll see a lot of names uh, of ours that kind of reference maybe drug dealing or or, <laughs> uh, or designer clothes or something like that. And we have a lot of fun with that. And we see the interaction from, from our followers that they love it. They eat that stuff up and and constantly having that list change. I think, you know, as of as of this film and or this, this recording, I don't know, you know, the dates that are, are special, but man, we're dropping seven beers this week. We got nine taps, fam. We dropping seven beers this week. Next week, we dropping a BA bottle. We dropping another stout bottle and another four friggin' beers. <laughs> so the way that we stay relevant is we work our ass off. We don't believe in, you know, with COVID, it helps. You can't like be tempted by taking vacations, you know? So <laughs> let, let's also shout out COVID, shout out COVID. But, uh, but no, I mean, it sucks, right? COVID sucks, but it, but it, it really made us, uh, introspectively look at ourselves and continue to kind of flex the muscle of being able to pump out so much new beer. Um, we're very humbled. Like we'll tap a beer today and a couple of them are going to be sold out tonight. And that's, that's amazing. Like to be able to think that and to be able to kind of forecast that for our books and for our, for our uh, brew schedule. And that's what we want to continue to do. You know, we want to continue to stay relevant by having a really fun and interactive Instagram. Um, we love Facebook. Facebook seems a little bit outdated to us. So we don't really fool with Facebook other than sharing what we share to Instagram since they're family companies. Mm I got about 700 messages on Facebook. Sorry, guys. I don't read those. I really love you and I really do appreciate you. But holler at us on Instagram and I promise you I'll get back real quick. You know, and, that, and that's how we do, man. We, we, you know, we try to do videos of us brewing. We do videos of us having a good time. We do uh, re, we repost uh, people enjoying our beer all over the country, all over the world at this point. I mean, people are drinking our beer everywhere, whether it's Nor- uh, uh, Norway. We just got reached out by South Korea. South Korea wants to bring our beer in. We obviously don't have the bandwidth to be able to do that. <laughs> But we would 
we are humbled that they even sure, care. Sure. And they, they looked Absolutely. at us like that. And we have a ton of connections in New York and Boston that are really pumping to get us up there. Um, you know, our friends, Nomad Distro, we're really trying. We, we have a plan to to get into four or five uh, bars and, and, and whatnot in Miami and and uh, and uh, Fort Lauderdale this year. That's our goal. Uh, big ups to you, man. Thank you, man. Like, well, we, we, you know, we really want to get that stuff out there. You know, anytime you can get more eyes in, that's what you want to do. But the way that we stay relevant is, is we continue to pump out uh, promotional sort of photos and engagement with with our social media. Nice. Um, everything else is kind of taken off like by itself. Like we've been approached by so many people to do podcasts and do interviews and stuff. And my gosh, I'm so humbled by that. I'm so grateful for that. Yeah. Appreciate the opportunity. Oh, my God. Like, we would have done it with you 10 years ago. Whatever, bro. I, we love this guy. But, but I mean, seriously, you know, outside of that, I mean, it's it's uh, it's been incredible. But word of mouth and guerrilla marketing was something that we always wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And we've really seen that be beneficial for us. It also helped because of our size. If we were too big too fast, you know, we're already only open three days a week. People are demanding, why aren't you open five, six days a week? It's like, bro, if I was open on Sunday, there'd be no beer for you. You know what I mean? So it's like when people are driving down from Boca and Miami and or even like Tampa, we've had like your butt needs to get in here on Thursday or Friday because Saturday, like we're kicking stuff so fast that, you know, and look, I get it, man. It's a bandwidth issue for us. But we we try our best to take care of our locals while organically growing outside of our local stratosphere. Oh, for sure. For sure. So. The theory of working hard. So with hustling, right, everybody thinks staying busy that you're actually doing something, right? So that's a joke. <laughs> working hard or working smart. What's your what's your thoughts on that? All right, right. So that's like the old adage, and this is the same man when I was in software, and it's the same with with Marcos and I when we we're brewing. Man, working smarter versus uh, working harder, right? It's like, bro, I'm gonna put in 15 hours. But every process that we're doing, how can I shave 10 or 15 minutes off without cutting corners? How many times are our hands in our pockets? Are we sitting on our ass not doing anything while we're waiting for the next step? That to me is unacceptable. We need to find out ways to streamline everything. If we're canning, we're canning while we're brewing. If we're waiting to run something off, then we're creating a label or we're starting to sanitize bottles like there. You know, we're we're, you know, we're, we're cleaning a fermenter like as a small man operation, everybody here has to wear multiple hats. I mean, sure, I sign all the checks. But other than that, everyone here is expected to be able to do what I do and some. Um, You have to. Um, That's the only way for for our team to be successful. That's the only way for Orchestrated Minds right now to be successful. Um, We've had a big fear with COVID that we haven't ramped up our staff because I don't want to furlough people. You know, Marcos could attest to that. We never had to furlough him through that entire COVID uh, layoff. And I think that he's very appreciative of that. I think his wife is very appreciative of that. And that's what we care about. We care about our people. We love our team. We actually, I got to talk to Marcos because we need to do a, we need to do a restaurant outing Marcos in the next like week or two, uh, next Sunday or the Sunday after we need to do a, uh, we need to do, we need to do a, 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 a employee appreciation day. <laughs> you know, we haven't done anything since October, so we're past due, but, but in all seriousness, you know, like that's, that's, that's what it's about, you know, um, just just working, man, just working hard and, and finding ways to be efficient and not waste time. There's 24 hours in a day. You got to sleep for at least four to six hours. I'm a gym rat, so I got to get in the gym. I want to spend some time with my wife, but I also want to knock out everything that we need to hear. So finding out ways to be efficient as well as getting more done in a 24 hour period is, is always just it's, it's crucial to us. For sure. So you brought up a great point. And I know a lot of people who are, you know, trying to start their new hustle 
um, either working in the brewery, starting their own brewery or doing some other side hustle or side project or even starting their own businesses. Health, right? Going to working out, taking care of your family, hanging out with your family, stepping away from the brewery a little bit or step away from the business a little bit and being normal, right? Yeah. And I think that you've done all that, man. I see you in Thank the gym, you. bro. See Thank that you. On Sundays, you gaming and, and hanging out with Jamie. Absolutely. Uh, and you obviously have a social life. And when you're here, you're having fun. So, yeah, man, that's super important that you brought that up, man. And respect that you actually, you know, you leading by example, you know. So everybody's out there doing your hustle, man. Your health and your family and that time is important, even if it's a fraction of time. But give that time to them. You know, don't be checking emails, you know, looking at your phone, looking at Facebook. It's so hard yeah. too. you know, like, let's, let's be totally clear, like. You know, I, I come in the house, man, like there's days I'll just put the phone on the charger and just walk the F away. And I'll tell you, you have to because, man, people are in your DM. I don't care if it's the brewery or if it's your private page or whatever. Like people are in your DM. People want to talk about this, you know, and, and you build, you know, especially with us, it's a tough it's a it's a very big uh, balancing act because our customers can get so close to us. They feel so um, invested in our company and in our product. And we want them to feel comfortable messaging us and talking to us. But I tell you, you know, I mean, just as an example, I'm, I'm coming back from Orlando. I was up in Orlando with my friends uh, from Three Sons a couple of weeks ago. And I'm coming back and, and Marcos and Jamie are killing it at the brewery. I'm getting DMs like, where are all the stouts? Where are all the stouts? It's like, guys, it just doesn't, you know, like, first of all, I'm super stoked that people feel like they can they message us and they feel like it's a lot they of transparency. Comfortable. They, they do yeah. feel comfortable. And but, but we also want them to, like, you know, be human beings as well. Like, understand how hard we're working, understand that. If if we could, then we would have all these things for you. Uh, you know, when you when you build up all these clouts off of stouts and whatnot, you know, and, and you sell out in two days, I'm very sorry. Um, but but sometimes, you know, stouts just don't turn around in a day or two. So exactly. there's always going to be gaps, unfortunately, in our size that, that we have to compensate for. Mm -hmm. But the beauty is, is that we got, you know, seven or eight or nine other taps of straight fucking fire for you. So. Let's just roll with it. And, and next week, we promise we'll have you some more dark beer on. <laughs> yeah, I love it, man. So the mindset one needs to start their own brewery or their own hustle or their own business. Well, I mean, yeah, take brewing out, right? Let's like to start your own business, right? Mm -hmm. um, the first thing is going to be without a doubt and without people smacking you on your butt and telling you how great your poots stink or how, how great <laughs> your poots smell. Don't stink. Um, you have to have self-confidence and not. Not, I mean, you got to be humble, right? But you got to have self-confidence. You have to believe that you can do this. And I mean that you can do this without anyone else. There's, there's always going to be hanger-ons. There's always going to be people, once you're successful, that want to help out. I can't tell you how many people have come in here trying to offer us money for investment and all that. And what do we say every single time? No, I'm just not interested in that, right? I want to do this by myself. I want to do this on my terms. And so I think that if, if you're going to do it, I would say create a business plan. Plan to be bigger than what you are opening. We opened as a nano. We're already thinking about seven barrels. So it's like I knew I had to open as a nano because that's what I could afford. I wanted to pay for everything myself. Now, we did get some some help from the CRA. You know, we did get a reimbursement. My wife and I paid for everything up front and they did reimburse us, but they did not pay for anything until we paid for it. So we still had to have all that funding. And I know not everybody has that um, opportunity. And sometimes you have to go and meet partners or you want to be 10 or 20 barrels out the gate. Everybody does it different. But I would say that self-confidence and a clear understanding of 
what your vision is, not necessarily like what you want to do or what you think would be cool, the artwork on the walls, the music that you're playing. You need to have a clear understanding of what it is that you're trying to build and your expectations need to be clearly defined of yourself and anyone else that's going to join your team. Um, so I would say confidence and a very clear understanding and expectation of yourself and a great business plan. <laughs> nice. Um, so last question. So to that person who's already hustling, working hard, doing everything they can to grow that business, that side business, that hustle, um, but they're getting tired and they want to give up, man. What would you tell them? You know, I take the words from Jimmy V, man. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. You know, it's like a cancer patient fighting it. And obviously, I'm not trying to antiquate those two. Um, obviously, one is much more serious than the other. But I'm the type of person, again, I don't believe in failure. I don't really have I don't I'm, I'm not scared of fear. I'm more or less driven by fear. So I, I really think that, um, you know, if, if you feel like giving up, you need to ask yourself two questions. Did you care enough to start with? Because are you giving up because it was just a hobby and, and you're really like super happy with like your your office job? Look, if that's the case, you can have a wonderful life. Like, you know, you, you can do everything that you want. You can take those vacations. You can get that Range Rover. You can do everything that you want off of someone else's uh, company and corporation. But if you are, are truly believing in yourself and you truly believe that you can add a different perspective to the industry or the community or there is a, a service maybe that's lacking, because this isn't just about beer. I mean, this is about, you know, entrepreneurship. If you really, really believe in yourself, you're going to work as hard as it takes to make it happen. You know, um, again, going back to your point of failure, failure in my mind, really like thinking about it now is like. If you just screw up or you you fail at a business opportunity and you don't learn anything from it. You know, when I was 19, I moved to St. Thomas in the Virgin Islands and I opened up an import export business called Brims and Bikinis. I sold new era fitted hats and Brazilian bikinis. You can still find it on the Internet. I opened it under Franklin Hamilton LLC because it was 20s and 100s, baby. Let's go. And it was, <laughs> you know, 20s and 50s, you know, but it was, you know, uh, but it, but yeah, man. I mean, in all seriousness, and I, I, I guess by, by terms of failure, I failed at that. But what I took from it was uh, unbelievable um, introspective into handling your own business, running your own business, especially with e-commerce. This was back in 2006. The world is a lot different now. The Internet is a lot different now. I think if I did that same thing now, I would be more successful. You know, I was a 19 year old single dude living in the Virgin Islands. So my priorities weren't as good as they were once I met my wife, you know. So, I mean, you know, your life changes and stuff like that. But if you really, really, really believe in yourself and you believe in your craft, you have to give yourself an honest chance. And um, I would encourage anyone uh, to do that. I think that if there's any homebrewers out there that's listening to us, uh, listening to this podcast, we have been such an open door to, to all the local homebrewers yourself. I think of Alan from Illside. I think of John from, from Brulahan. I think of John from Brewster. I think of uh, Silver from Silver Brewing Company. Um, and I know I'm missing some guys probably that I didn't mention. I'm really tie dye. You know, I, there's, a, there's a multitude of, of these folks that they love to make beer and whether they want to be a professional or they, they just love making beer. We are have an open door policy here at Orchestrated Minds. Come in, pick our brain. I, I'm always more than happy to discuss. Now, obviously, you know, we may be busy or we may be brewing and there's times when I have to be short. But like if, if, if you ever have questions about anything or if it's something that you're feeling out, bring us in your beer. Let's talk about it. You know, I've always been very open to um, not just collabs with, with home brewers, which obviously we do do that. I want to get your name on the board. I want people to talk about you outside of the people who you select to get your bottle. Let me tell you something. When you select to give people your stuff, whether you're charging them or it's free, charging them is illegal. If it's free, 
You didn't pay tax on it. It's illegal. <laughs> um, uh, they're always going to tell you that shit is fire. Yeah. You know, you need some, and I'm going to give you honest opinions, and it doesn't mean that it's it's good or bad, but 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 people that you give your stuff are always going to tell you your shit is fire. It's getting them drunk, or it's getting them a booze, or they got a connection to a to a home <laughs> brewer. They love that shit. They're not going to burn that bridge. Absolutely. But but the best thing that you can ever ever get is honest feedback, and uh, and that's a, that's a hard thing to get in this industry. There's a lot of um, politics uh, from other brewers that want to just bash you or other people that don't want you in the industry or, or don't want you to be their neighbor or something. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm of the of the mindset where I wish 50 breweries would open up right beside me. Let's turn this into Asheville. Let's turn this into Colorado. Let's turn this into Portland, where oh, the, sure. we are brewery destinations. I have no fear of competition. Competition doesn't exist to us. Mm-hmm. Just like fear, just like failure, like we look in the mirror and that's all the competition I need. I got to be better than I was yesterday. I don't care what someone else is doing. Man. Dude, give up to you, man. Straight Thank you, bro. Today. I appreciate you. Like, but this is just the truth. And I, I don't want this to come off the wrong way. I don't want people to think it's pompous or it's, it's, it's hard headedness or, or big headedness. Like we working as hard as we can. And we want you to understand how hard we working. Like, we don't take days off. And when we say no days off, we mean no days off. We are grinding to give people the best experience and the best product that we possibly can here at Orchestrated Minds. Man, absolutely. So to end this episode, I want to raise my glass to all the dreamers out there, sure. um, to everyone who wants to get out there and make a difference, make their dream a reality, to all those who achieve their dreams and working to keep that dream, right? To all those who are staying up to 3 a.m. in the morning, fine tuning their craft. To the ones who consume more coffee than the average employee <laughs> does in one week, in one day, to all those being referred to as ruthless. Yes. You know, uh, yes. Be ruthless. You. Yes. Here's to you. Keep hustling. Keep hustling, my man. Orchest- Cheers. Cheers, my man. Orchestrated Mind is located at 803 Northwest First Street, Fort Lauderdale. Their website is orchestratedmindbrewing.co. You can find them on Untapped at Orchestrated Minds. Facebook and Instagram orchestrated minds brewing. But real quick, before I end this episode, I don't know if you're feeling this song, but I just had to play because talking about hustle, <laughs> talking about you, had to play it. So Hit me. I don't know if y'all can hear this, right? Everyone knows I love Lil Wayne. So. Ooh, that wheezy. Fresh pardon, fresh pardon for, Jay, for young Wheezy too. Let's go. Oh, man. So to the Craft Life community, keep supporting your local craft breweries. Peace and love. We out. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We love you. And thank you so much, Sam. All our supporters, all our followers, everybody. Thank you, guys. We love you. And we're going to keep grinding. You can bet that. You can bet that. I love it.